On the mic with phone, music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artists or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with your bonnet to rest. Yeah, who we got today or what we doing today or whatever it is, it's going to be good. Hey, welcome everybody. I'm so excited. Well, if I could sing, I'd be like, I'm so excited and I can't deny or hide it or whatever it is. It And uh, here's Terezo. What's up, buddy? <laughs> How you What's doing? Uh uh, you know this and that and the other. I'm just excited today. Just excited How as I should feeling? be. I'm feeling so much better. I mean it's still up in there, you know, but I'm out of the bed for crying out loud. Yesterday <clears throat> yesterday was the first day that I was actually working outside of my bed. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I did a lot of working from bed. So good morning, Poppy Chulo. Chulo. Levon, hey. Happy New Year. When you say the new graphics, Levon, are you talking about the, the intro that I just did? That um the breaking news thing or just the way Rezzy looks in her greenness? <laughs> Let me see if I can. Because I don't know what she's talking about. Is that brighter? Yes. Yes, that's brighter. That's just okay. brighter. I'm excited. And, uh, okay, thank you, love. I can tell you right now that I'm, I'm, all of my energy is, we, we at a thousand right now. And I know it doesn't seem high, but. You are watching and listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese on WJBR Internet Radio. And today, 
today, good people. Jay's special guest is none other than Mr. Gary Houston. He's going to be joining us today. We're going to get to chop it up with Gary. Absolutely. Now, I don't know how many interviews Gary actually does, so this is a treat. Yeah, I'm I'm extremely hyped about it. Extremely, extremely hyped about it. Um, so if you're watching us on Facebook, which a lot of my friends, my personal friends on my personal page tend to do, and I'm, I try to constantly remind folks to flip over to YouTube, but for some reason it seems like it's too much trouble. We'll stop that shit. Go over to YouTube, JBR Internet Radio, so that you can get the full experience. Um, of watching the show and being a participant in the show. Even if you just like to watch and you don't want to say anything, the experience is so much better on YouTube. That's called trolling, by the way. Jump in. Say hi. We don't bite. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Also, a reminder to those of you who are listening on the podcast, whether you're listening live right now, or you listen at a later time, please, please, please go to YouTube. David Sosa, you're watching on Facebook. David Sosa. David, go on over to YouTube and check us out. Happy New Year to you, puppy. With your beautiful self. Just a beautiful man. Just a beautiful man. Just a beautiful, beautiful man with a beautiful voice. Hey, Black Anonymous. Good morning, love. Good morning. And yes, please do remember, keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed today, during, and today and any day, during brunch in the basement and the basement series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of WJBR Internet Radio. Which, speaking of WJBR Internet Radio, I just want to give these two brief announcements. The first one being that I have started up again with Sunday Evening Shout. That's gospel music in the basement with me. And I just play um, gospel music. I'm not really even chatting um, unless somebody put something up that I feel like, you know, we need to chat, you know, we need to discuss it. But I I may put um, biblical quotes or inspirational quotes or something like that up there, but I'm just playing my gospel music and everybody is welcome. And that is Sunday evenings, could be 6, could be 6.30. I haven't figured that part out yet. For now, we'll say 6.30. Um, the, the church finger up. Yeah, that's, excuse me, coming through, coming through, coming through with the news, right? So Sunday evening shout, um, and I'm not even sure that I'll be doing it every Sunday. Um, I did it last Sunday, and we'll more than likely do it again tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. Um, but a lot of people did actually go to the podcast to listen, and um, so that tells me that, People actually missed it and needed um, a, a, a gospel show where you're not being sent to hell. 
<laughs> for who you are, who you love, what you wear, and who you stare at, and what you think. And, you know, it's, it's completely God is love, love is, God, and love is for everybody. God is for everybody, created all of us. All right? That's it. So it's just gospel music. And that's that. The second announcement is coming soon on WJBR Internet Radio. We will be having Basement After Dark. And that will be for grown folks only, featuring me and the <laughs> guy y'all love to call Pop. Who I love to call Pop. <laughs> that's who he is. And and um, Dr. Simone, who many of you have seen on the show and really enjoyed her. And so you know that this show is going to be for grown folks over only, grown folks only, put the children to bed or in a completely other room and um that will be that that show will be extremely left and I do not mean politically aka the nasty bunch get together <laughs> you could say that i'm just i'm just saying you know look put the kids to bed cuz you know let me just say i had uh, uh last week Lunch with, excuse me, lunch with uh, Simone. <laughs> and she's worse than me and Pop. Okay, that's all I want to say about that. Ooh. Yes, so, yeah, see? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Basement after dark. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. You want to give our friend over here on the chat a little bump? And who's that? Underneath Pops 100s. Pops 100s? Uh-huh. I haven't gotten that far yet, but... Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know that was getting... Dr. Know. Simone Deep Sigh. <laughs> who, who said that? LaVon. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, Sabrina, please go over to YouTube, the WJBR Internet Radio on YouTube. Yes, yes, yes. And make sure you join the live because for some reason, sometimes people join and they, I don't know. I'm not really sure how it works, but they're, they're like catching it after, but they're in it while it's live, but it's not concurrent with where we are. How you doing, Smokey Mitchell? Happy Winter Solace to you, too. And yes. may the sun continue to shine upon your beautiful spirit. How yes. about that? Yes. Sabrina Scarborough. Yes. Hey, Sab. Interesting. What am I eating? That's what the text message was. You can't, you can't text me and be online. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the show is brunch in the basement, and I am having noodles. Why now? Now why not put the why not put the uh, text on the um on the chat? I don't know. I guess I guess you know you're spoiling them, Rez. That's what you're doing. You're spoiling them. No, no, no. I think I think they may not have thought. Oh, I don't know. I can't say what they thought. I really can't. But it's fine. Um, I am. We all know that um, part of being an amazing human being is learning how to be yourself in any room that you go in. Um, you know, uh, gone are the days 
of appropriate. Now, we know what appropriate behavior is, right? But we also know sometimes appropriate behavior comes with sacrificing parts of yourself that perhaps the world needs to know. You know, and I'm not saying go in there and do any kind of, you know, weirdness um, or or, uh, make people feel uncomfortable. But what I am saying is learn to be you because there's only one you. We cannot get another you. And, um, you know, show up to be who you are in the room at all times in a healthy, respectful way. So thank you, Seb. I am eating noodles. 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 I try to eat early so that when I go out and expend all the energy that I do, I'm not um, tagging them on after all of that. There you go, David. Ah, David, good morning. See, David, this way, you know, you get to see everything that we are showing. (laughs) Not everything, but everything that we are showing. Uh, you know, David has been doing his thing, singing all over the place with his beautiful voice. Nice, nice. Well, y'all, I hate I hate bringing this up because at one point we every week that we were on, right, Jay, there was somebody that was leaving us. Oh Jesus, this week has been bananas. And, yeah, and and we lost another great. And it, and it took me a minute, you know, I had, a, I had a conversation with a friend who shall be nameless that said, you know, Therese, I didn't see that you posted Sidney Poitier passed away. And I said, because it took me a minute, you know, to really process. And, you know, and I don't care if he was 94. It took me a minute. All right. You know, I was I was trying to find the pictures of that I, that I have with Sidney and I couldn't. And, you know, then I got caught up into wow, remember this and remember that. And, you know, it's like right off in the beginning of the year, we got, you know, they say death comes in threes, right? So we had Betty Wright. I'm not sorry, Betty White. Betty Wright already passed. Uh, Sidney Poitier. And anybody else? Um, Right now, her name escapes me. Uh, she died yesterday. She was one of the heads of NAACP for some years. Cannot think of her name for the life of me. Beautiful woman. I think she was 70 years old. She had long, beautiful hair, and she was brilliant. Okay. Beautiful and brilliant, and I just cannot think of her name, um, which is a travesty because we speak their names. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, when I... Yes, thank you, Lanny. Yes, yes. Um, So this, Kimberly, Sidney Poitier was the most dignified man I've ever seen on TV and in movies. I was hit in a particular way yesterday when I heard about Sidney Poitier because I grew up seeing him, you know, from a baby, right? So. During the 70s, I think I became more culturally aware, like late 60s, early 70s, as I, you know, got older. And we saw these um, images of of 
black people. Yes, and the Mac passed away. Mac, yes. <clears throat> and the movies were, uh, in in a lot of ways, um, what they call black exploitation. Right. But Sidney Poitier was always this dignified character. He never played outside of that character. Even when he played a goofy character, like comedy, mm-hmm. he was never too far stretched. And so y'all know y'all y'all know me. And shout out to the basement dwellers. Um, so y'all know your girl came up with a little something. So did not do it for Betty. Did not do it. Loved her too. Had me laughing all my life. But um, Sydney was special. Let's see. Where did I did I put it up? Y'all know I'm gonna share it. I don't know why I didn't have it. Anyway, here's Sydney Portier. Is my little um. Uh, what do you call it? Honor? Not honor. What is it? Pure class. Pure class. Exactly. Tribute. There you go. Here you go. intelligent man. There are many aspects to my personality that you can explore, I think, uh, very uh, constructively. But you sit here and ask me such one-dimensional questions about a very tiny area of our lives. You ask me questions that fall continually within the negroness of my life. You ask me questions that pertain to the narrow scope of the summarized. I am artist, man, American, contemporary. I am an awful lot of things, so I wish you would uh, pay me the respect due and not simply ask me about those things. I'm looking for a corny little runt named... Seymour 
sure of yourself. It's a Virgil. Virgil, that's a funny name for a nigga boy that comes from Philadelphia. What do they call you up there? They call me Mr. Terry. If you want a moon, I will try to make that far. But I would rather just let me give my heart. Judge based on who I love or date. 
then I'm in no position, nor do I care to give a shit about who someone loves or dates as long as they are consenting adults. Right. That part. Yeah. If you want to put chocolate in the vanilla and make it a, a swirl, that's cool with me. How about it's none of my, how about it's none of my business? That, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I've, I've never, you know, it's it's funny. And, and this goes for, you know, it, it goes across the board, period. It really isn't any of your business. Yeah. <laughs> really well, is it? Exactly. Grown and consenting. Grown and consenting. That's it. No. Um, Grown and consenting are the only two caveats. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, actually those two, Diane Carroll and Sydney Poitier, who had such <clears throat> and and Lena Horne, um Ella Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. people like that, you know this is an impressionable world. People tend to believe what they see. <laughs> people what, not what wait, say it again? I said poor things. No, for real. But people are really um, committed to and and believe 100% the images, especially images that are portrayed in American Hollywood. Hmm. Why would why would I have to say I'm black? Well, yeah, well, yeah. Again, you know that's that's the separateness that started, you know, way before my day. And I'll just say this, and it was clear to me even as a kid um, that there was not, like I didn't see too many reflections of myself. So when the images of Diane Carroll, you know, and and Julia and and Sidney Poitier um, hit the screen, it was something to behold. It really, really was. It was, in fact, I'll go as far as to say it was a family event because my grandmother, my mother, my aunts, they sat us down to make us know how significant that was, you know, how that just wasn't Flip Wilson early, you know, like how significant this was. So we had to watch things like that. Like I told you before, Roots was a family event. We sat down and watched that the mm-hmm. episode after episode because there is um, a serious disconnect. And quite frankly, unless it could be monetized, um, white America and the storytellers of the times, you know, and particularly in the big studios, did not find us marketable, did not find us beautiful. Mm. <laughs> and we all know better than that. You know, we know we know better than that, you know. Um, now, you know, and if we don't, we should, you know. But at the end of the day, this is the orientation. So when you pick up magazines and look in books and things like that from the earlier, and I'll say, you know, from the 70s on back, you know, there are a few names that pop out, you know, um, that were around and working, and that um, when their face was in the place, it was definitely something to behold. You know, I'm talking about the Morgan Freemans and, you know, um, our legends, our legends, you know. And this is not just exclusive to television because that's what we could see, but, you know, it's also what we could hear. You know, when we talk about legends, like, and, and today, let me just, and, and again, I'm going to separate from Yvonne just a bit, because I don't want her getting any backlash from what I say. Next. Say it. 
Yeah, you know, we got we got a it, it's a trend, you know, um, that's been going on a long time. When you talk about legends, because you know, I hear a lot of the young folks talking about, "Oh, I'm legendary." No, 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 you're not. You're not legendary. You're not legendary. You're popular. And there's a difference. When you talk about, you know, I'm iconic. You're not, you're not iconic with 20 years on the planet. You're popular. Let's just be clear. Okay, so there's a difference in being, and then there's a regional popularity and there's a national popularity. Just pick your popular, but you're popular. You're not iconic. And then there's you're a global popularity. Global popularity, even, but you're not. It doesn't make you this this stratosphere. First of all, you have to stand the test of time. Okay, so having great projects or something that was that that uh, garnered a lot of notoriety does not make you iconic or legendary. And I have this argument, not argument, but it's a petty back and forth with one of my dear, dear friends who's in her 30s who loves to toss around the vernaculars. I'm legendary. Oh, did you hear? Oh, she's legendary. No, she's not. Yeah. She's popular amongst her peers. That's what she is. To be a legend, to be an icon, you would, you would have to amass a body of work that supersedes yourself. You would have had to have amassed a, a gift of time connected to your body of work. That, like, when you start hearing things in elevators, that's where you know you have crossed over. You can't be legendary if you have not crossed over. Sorry. Because legends are, are heard by all. It, it's something that trans, transfers across, you know, one scope of folk. Iconic. So when you hear those things that, you know, like when you talk about legends, you know, when you when you go, if you've been my first concert ever as a child was Gladys Knight and the Pips. Front row, my mother took us, and I was like maybe, what, six? Something like that. Gladys Knight and the Pips, legendary. You go to Gladys' shows today, this, she's, she's got a crossover audience. Now, yes, Gladys is ours. But she's got a crossover audience. You know what that reminds me of? And okay. I don't know why you're separating yourself from me. Well, I, I just I, wanted to make sure. because I'm, you know. I'm feeling you on that 100. Um, and I think that there is a distinction between what the word legendary actually means as opposed to how it's used 100%, especially not for nothing in the LGBT community. Um, If you had a good night at the ball, you could be legendary. If you got tens across the board and a lot of people know about it, You're well, now legendary. Okay. Well, is, yeah, not to not to shun the ballroom community. No, I'm not shunning. This whole microcosm. I am not. You know? I'm not shunning. No. No, no, no. Not no, that. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying that it in in the in the broader sense of legendary. You know, is somebody who's bigger than life, and and there's a legend that will be spoken about for generations let's just say about let's just say that and there are some in the ballroom community who will be and have been spoken about 
throughout generations. There are people who were not born in the 80s who know all about Paris's burning. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? So that within itself, legendary. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Community, there, there's a community legends where you can go and if you don't like, and if you're in ballroom and you don't know the names of like Avis Pendavis or mm-hmm. Pepe Lavesia mm-hmm. or Angie Extravaganza, if you don't know those people, you're not ballroom. Right. Cut it out. Right. You don't know your elder mothers that have gone on to glory if you do not know the Avis Pendavises oh, or you don't know the Octavia St. Laurent's or you don't know the Mugliers, or you don't know them. You're not ballroom status. You're not, you don't, you don't know your ballroom. Ballroom didn't just arrive. You don't know your Dorian Corey's in the history of Dorian Corey. Sorry. Can't help you. Yeah. And, and I don't think that what um, Therese was saying was that other races, it's, um, you can be legendary within your community, as we're saying, has nothing to do with races. However, when, when you think, of a Gladys Knight and the crossover effect. See, this is the thing. This is the thing. Um, Country, especially in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, for others to pay their hard-earned or big spending dollars and to try to be you and to, you know, prop you up, definitely... Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you were a part of the Motown experience, you are legendary. You are part of a legendary um, time and and a factory. I'll say Motown was a factory. They they produced the hits. And and if you are Martha and the Vandellas, a lot of people don't know who Martha Reeves was in in today's you know, generation, this younger generation. But if you say she was a part of Motown, oh, that's that's legendary. Institution. It's yeah, it's an institution. Um, but you had mentioned um Gladys Knight and being at a concert and the crossover audience. And see I, see see let let me just let, let me yes, just let me, hold Sylvia Robinson right. and the Robinson Legendary, right? Yes. So, so let me let me just say this: that this, the the Sugar Hill Gang and that first record, I always feel some kind of way when that's brought up, only because I I, I guess it's a it's a personal it's a personal thing. I mean, I'm so glad and grateful that this that that what they created caught the attention of the world and to this day can't go anywhere without people trying to rap okay and this song that first song kind of pushed it out there for that the world that was the first song of commercial success that wasn't exactly. the first song no it wasn't the first song i yeah so that's a part of the thing that gets me is that for years Prior to that song, we were rapping in the street for years. Hip hop was long before that song. It, it just every time I see it mentioned, it's like ah, because. And being the first rap record ever. No, I get it, and only, but it's only because I feel like there's just so many that I know. Not feel like I know that there's just so many that did not get there. 
do. So it, it just it's just a little, you know, um, it's almost as if you had used string to tie your shoes for 20 years and then somebody was able to sell it commercially and all of a sudden they're brilliant for the shoelace. And you're like, ah! <laughs> I've been tying my shoes for years. Just like moonwalking, right? We were moonwalking years before Michael Jackson, like voguing. Vogue was years before Madonna. You know, it's and I'm glad, and it's out there, and the, you know, moonwalking, Madonna, voguing, everything. I'm glad about it all. Rap. I'm glad about it all. It's just that when, there, there you, when you know what you folks. know, you know what you know. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There will always be folks that will be able to take it, like from from regional. And see, that's part of what I was saying before. There's always regional, and then there's global. And, you know, and folks can be doing something on a regional level for a very long time. Like, we know hip-hop, where it started, whose house it was up in, you know, where it was. We have the history of hip-hop, you know, that cannot be erased. But, you know, but let's just face it. There are some things that move the cultures, all cultures have to move forward, period. You know, and and right now it is the biggest selling um, genre of music. Um, And at the end of the day, you know, we're going to have that be a part of it. That's why I say it's important for you to know your history. Know your history. Exactly. You know? and, and, and with that being said, one time, know your history and share your history. Tell the stories. Because yeah. for the most part, that's how our legacy, our legacies and our history still remains and always will remain as long as we orate it. Because as you can see, they're talking about burning books. Man, listen. They're talking about burning books. They're turning. They're talking about whitewashing our history. And so we have to continue to tell the stories, the truth. We have to. This is why. This is why I keep saying that for reparations, the truth has to be taught in schools. The truth. Mm. The truth. The truth. Stop it. Long before they were talking about critical race theory, I've been saying the beginning of reparations is teaching the truth. But what do they want to do? They want to erase it, whitewash it, and everything. I mean, well, the they, can't, they can't teach the truth because in the truth, you know, it would be much more, it probably would be culture shock for a lot of folks that run around here wanting to think there were some white saviors going on. Yeah, and, when and in fact, there weren't. And that's okay. Know? And they'll get, they'll get past it. They'll get past it. If, so? if, if the you know truth, if the truth is caused, just like I mean, hey, just like there were some white folks that were running with the KKK, there were some white folks that was running with the civil rights um, people. Just like there were some white folks who were with the Confederacy, there were a lot of white folks who were with the the Union Army. So you know. The whole, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth is is, is what needs to be taught. Well, let's just with, let's start with how brilliant we are. Can we do that? Can we start with how brilliant we are and how brilliant some of our works have been that are still standing and all of the and on, on all the education, uh, the miseducation I should say we didn't have in this country where we over there building pyramids and everything else in Africa. We start with how brilliant we are and then work our way back to just like 
Yeah. So walk backwards from the island of girls. The other thing is, you know, we really have to talk to the children. We have to tell those stories like they like the old folks used to do. They would sit and they tell you the stories. I could tell you about generations of my family before I was even a dream in my poppy's pants. You know what I mean? Um, we have to sit and tell those stories. Oh, yes, Sage. We have to get out of the headspace that crossover equals valid when we celebrate and support us without begging someone to recognize us, then steal our shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Crossover does not mean valid. And when I use the term crossover, I just mean meeting masses of people because, you know, they call if it only appeals to, to and, you know, and, and get out of classifying, you know, and we, we say this before, we've said this before, Javon, how we go, um, how we classify, and we're just, let's talk about music, I will say, old school. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. We don't as to that. imply that it's not being still sampled today, you know, um, as, as, it's it's classic. It's classic music. Music that is that is here, timeless, lifetime. But we tend to discard old school, and I don't understand that. It's respectful to not only yourself; it's disrespectful to the the culture. You know, and like I, I use, I say all the time, the Rolling Stones, if they decided they were going to come out and tour, they'd have a packed house. They haven't recorded, uh, uh, released anything new in decades, but they would still, because of their reverence, pack a house. Pack a house. We have a lot of artists that do that. But we need to start referencing ourselves as old school. You know, we are classic artists. A lot of us have paved the way for certain things to happen, sacrificed a lot, you know, from gospel to classical, you name it. Mm-mm. No, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gee. Okay. <laughs> Shout out. To our basement dwelling chatterboxes. Yes, the chatterboxes. What are those? Yes. You need them. What are what are those, Elisa? To our YouTube watchers, please hit the bell, like, and disc- and subscribe to WJBR Internet. We would appreciate the love and support for our numbers. Thank you. Absolutely. And um, for those of you watching on Facebook, please, please, please. Come over to YouTube, WJBR Internet Radio, and check us out there. I'm so excited today. And, yeah, you know what's what's funny? One time I was kidnapped and taken to Atlantic City against my will for my birthday. I had no idea of what was going on. It was fun and shenanigans, but still. And we go into this concert hall, and... <clears throat> Needless to say, there were quite a few of the others of all age ranges. And I'm like, no, they didn't kidnap me to go see Billy Joel. (laughs) No, they didn't. I mean, there was a song or two I liked, but come on, man. And lo and behold, it was Shaka Khan, so I was good. Speaking of which, did you happen to catch, shout out to Derek, my boy, Derek D. Nice. Did you happen to catch his Shaka? Um, I saw that you sent it to me, um, and I was—I have not listened to it yet. 
unfortunately. But oh. as soon as I will, I, as soon as I have some some me time, I will sit back and. Yes, Shaka was there. She jumped in the room, of course, and he was doing some great digging. You hear me? I was like, whoa! I forgot. Yeah. Listen, shout out to there is only one. Only one. I don't care how many times you say her name back to back. It's only one Shaka Khan. And I don't give a shit how she shows up in the world. She is still Shaka Khan. Put some respect on her name. She has so many classics and so many memories. And it just, and you know, and it's funny how like a kaleidoscope, when he was playing the music, memory lane, I just remember where I was when this was made, when that was made. You know, that's kind of like what I was doing, how old I was. It's just Shaka Khan is... Um, now that, boys and girls, is a legend. Absolutely. And can I say that I do not like remakes? Mostly. Some of them, okay. Um, but I'm, you know how I'm a shockaholic through and through and don't mess with Shaka. Uh, there's somebody that would do these Shaka Khan songs and I'd be like, bang, zoom. But we're not going to get into that, right? But when this one here did I'm Every Woman, I was like, okay, okay, yes, she did. Yes, she did. She did that. She she did that. And then to have Shaka in the video, too, I was like, oh, 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 yes. Well, first of all, they peoples. Yeah. Second of all, oh my second God. Of all if you knew, oh if you knew anything God. about Whitney Elizabeth Houston, you know she wasn't going to touch nothing that she could not. And, and she didn't have to. Well, what was there that she could not? So. Well, I'm just no. I'm just saying though. You know, like Whitney not gonna. She not. Man, talk Ooh, about music. But the respect, the respect. She put the yes. respect on it. She yes, put the respect absolutely. on it. You know. You don't and, do nothing. That's that's. The, she's from the school that you don't do nothing unless you have respect. She yes. was raised by. Come on, man. Yes. Another legend. That's another legend. Sissy, Mother Sissy Houston. Mother Sissy Houston. Another legend. You know? There's a, certain, there's a certain understanding that you have that you just don't step out there. There's too many legends in one damn family. Just too many legends in one damn family. <laughs> Shock a damn con. Okay. And, that, you know, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Now, all right. So, as you know, as everybody knows, we are ex- uh-uh. <laughs> David, I love you. Tread softly. And I, you have a beautiful voice. If you feel like you have to, then, you know, you have to do what you're impassioned to do. House and ever. Go on and do that funny Valentine, David. You got that. Look, funny Valentine is not Shaka Khan's song. That's her doing a, co- a cover. So if you want yeah. to do that, do that. Everybody, a lot of people have done that. They did it before yeah. Shaka a million times. Do it. Do it. I'm just saying. Lord, you're making my fever come back. I, I just I just broke my fever, David. Now, oh, you got me. <laughs> ooh, Here's I'm, the thing. Here's the thing. You know, it, it, to get a Shaka nod, it is very, very hard. Yeah. Because Shaka comes from that space. You understand? She comes in that space where singers were, 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 you know, where you had to be on key. And everybody is super, super familiar with her shock of face if you are not it, you know? And she don't care. Like, she'll help you through it. But it's like, mm-mm. If that ain't, mm-mm. 
And it's it's funny because when I was watching the thread, you know, we had a lot of greats in there. We had Melba Moore in the building. We had Deborah Cox in the building. Like like a lot of greats were in the building, right? And they were all chuckling about, okay, now, you know, if you're singing along with this this play by play with with uh, D Nice, please sing on key. <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't having that still. I love it when they do that. They have the elder in the video. So I want Alicia Keys to do an image of late great Eddie Kindred's music video when he was into a friend's song with Sample. Ah, uh, yeah. Intimate yeah. friends. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> there we go. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Really? You know what? I would Now, that would be interesting, David. I would love to hear your rendition of You Got the Love. I, you know, I love to hear your voice regardless of what you're singing, so just do it. This brother got golden pipes, you know, and I usually only reserve that for B-Slade to say golden pipes because that, that brother right there got them golden pipes. It's just disrespectful what his chords do. You know? B-Slade. Shout out to B-Slade. It's it's um it's amazing, but you said something a few minutes ago, and um I want to piggyback on that families with voices, families. Let's just think the Jackson Five when they harmonize together. When you get families that sing together. The Winans, mm-hmm. the Jacksons, the Silvers, the Sledges, the Clark Sisters. The Clark sisters. Oh, mm-hmm. what? I mean, is it fair that like somebody like me to sing? So I really want to sing, but it doesn't work. And well, my everybody and my brother sing. can't sing. So there's, there's well, I, maybe he thinks he can, but he can't. So I'm just saying, when there are families that sing, like Jiffy, um, Anaya Day, mm-hmm. she she sings her whole family. There's members of um, singing groups, legendary singing groups. I can't think of their names. I can't think of anything right now because I I want to be able to sing. I just want to be able to sing. Think of Whitney Houston. Aunts, cousins, mother, uncles, everybody could sing. Now, see nephew, nephew, and see, but this is this is where this is where I was sleeping. I did not realize how beautifully Gary Houston can sing. Oh man. I knew See, you know you know sing, we come, not, but we come from the school, we come from the school of liner notes now, and you know mm-hmm. and and you know you would have had to know if you followed any of Whitney's tours, you know, um, and again you know um, known of Whitney for a long time before she was Whitney Houston to the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you followed any of her tours, you know that Gary was on uh, most of them. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, he also sang he also sang with his mother. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and frankly, you know, that's she's from the school of gospel that, you know, like she was 
she was singing back background for Elvis and all kinds of folk. You know what I mean? Um, not you know you know you know I feel about Elvis Presley, but I'm just saying they've done so much work. You know they put it in real work. You know it wasn't that she just you know said bling I'm a singer and you know I'm legendary. No, Sissy Houston put in the work. The Drink Art Sisters put in the work. Okay, so when you come from, and then on top of that, you know, uh, uh, being in the church too, you know. Um, I should have gone to church more often. Maybe, maybe no God would have blessed me. Follow. Maybe God would have blessed me. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you when you fought, when you when your mother's the choir director, there's certain notes that you are going to be able to hit, and if not, you're going to rehearse them. So I'm not. Like, I want to, I want to, you know, it's going to be exciting to talk to Gary about a lot of things. But you know how when you see a succession of things in people's lives or you hear about it, you tend to want to know the connections to that. Mm-hmm. Like, we already know. We're not surprised that he can sing, are we? Not surprised, but I'm, I'm more surprised that I didn't know how well. I mean, I I knew, but I didn't. In preparation for every show, I have to listen more and look more and be um, intentional about my listening and my reading and soaking in the information in preparation. Mm-hmm. So I actually paid attention. Let's, let's just say that. And mm-hmm. I am beating myself up for not paying closer attention before. His mm-hmm. voice is striking. And... I do recall hearing his voice before and being like, ooh, go ahead, you better sing. But I, it's almost, and as much as I'm a shockaholic and I love Shaka Khan, there have been times that I've been, and, and recent times, that I've been at a Shaka Khan concert and been like, oh, my God, I don't love her enough. You, you, <laughs> you feel me? Like sometimes you hear something and it makes you rethink your fandom and and say like you need to be more of a fan and so I'm just saying it again publicly that I am even more of a Gary Houston fan than I was yesterday that's all that's all I'm saying yeah yeah he's done most of if I'm not mistaken most of Whitney's uh, tours yeah yeah so so if you will if you will all indulge me I would like to play something And then we will have Mr. Gary Houston come on. All right, let's do that. So good. You know, um, well, if you don't know, I'm just a bit nervous. I mean, Constitution Hall. Yeah, that's Gary Houston. There's only you in my life. The only thing that's right. My first love. Your every breath that I take. You're every step I make. 
gentlemen, Mr. Gary Houston. Wow. 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 Can you all hear me? Yes, absolutely. I have to get myself together for a minute right now because it's a lot of emotions and um, it brings back a lot of, a lot of really overwhelming feelings that I can't even express to you. Sometime and I'll go to my grave with some things that I'm feeling right now, which which is very special, is very joyous, is very um, it's, it's on another level, you know, of just relationship. But first of all, I want to put a shout out to you all, the dynamic duo is what I call it. And you talk about singing, um, you all are singing in such a way that I mean, it doesn't have to be a voice. Y'all are singing in spirit and words and expression and being interested in other people's lives. And and my wife was talking the other day. I loved it. My son, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you listen to Carl is what we're talking about. Yeah. He's like my friend. I've known him 35 years and plus. So, I mean, the relationship between me and him, oh, I talk, you talk about Sydney Poitier. I have that kind of relationship that people have with, 
Sydney and watching him pave the way for people, I looked at Ulysses the same way in terms of the love that I have for him and respect that I have for him. And this is very, very, uh, very real to me, you know. So, I mean, he, it's nothing he doesn't know about me, nothing that I, I can't t- talk to him about uh, when it comes to my life and who I am. Because who I am is not what I do. <laughs> who mm. I am. Mm. Mm. It's not what I do. It's, oh, oh, I have done. It's who I am right now. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Gary, 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 Gary. You come in swinging? That's what we're doing? And and it, I, uh, what would you expect? You know, would you do? And let me just tell you, when I first ran across <laughs> that video of you and your sister singing, that song like that, the way y'all sang that song. I have an older brother who I love so dearly. We can't replicate what y'all did, but we have that connection. And, oh, my God, I was bawling. And there was no way I was not going to share that with everyone. Oh, my God. That's that's what's most important, connection and the, uh, you know, the camaraderie and the the. the the uh, not the competition, but the the way that you you the, the, the way you complement one another. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what it was all about between me and my my sister, my mother. Like she said, Teresa, which we got we got it from my mother. My mother taught us how to uh, express ourselves and how to make one another one one another sing. Mm-hmm. Make one another sing, not to for ourselves for for one thing, and not just for the audience, for the applause, but to feel what you're, you're singing, you know, mean what you're singing, uh, you know, uh, express how you feel within, you know, your, what you're singing, knowing what you're singing about. Mm-hmm. And then as you know what you sing about, it will come out the way you want it to, you know, and even more sometimes. It's hard to, the spirit uh, quickens. <laughs> the best prop is nothing but the spirit will mm-hmm. quick, quicken your, your, your spirit, you know. Right. We've also had the pleasure of seeing you with with the great Sissy Houston. Mm. And um, those are some videos to behold, too. So you've got some classic videos. It's one thing to have the audio, but when you sync up the audio and the video of the three of you together, Gary, that is some classic stuff, you know. And we we talk about, like, uh, legends and icons and things like that, you know, that is something that long after you are gone, you have left here, you know, um, in visual, you know, because people can always say, have you heard Gary Houston, but have you seen Gary Houston? And then when you see Gary Houston and he's in line with Whitney Houston and Sissy Houston, first of all, let me back up for a second. Let me back up for a second. Was there ever a time that you did not feel gifted coming up? Wow. Um, I really can't remember. I really can't. It's honestly, uh, I have to really be honest about it and not knowing the gift that God has given me and the people he has, you know, raised me up under um, has been such a, more than a blessing. I mean, really, I mean, I used to watch my mother, the drinker singers, as you were talking about, mm-hmm. to, um, them every morning rehearse and how, how serious and how real and how dedicated and how convicted they were with singing the gospel of Jesus Christ and the gospel of whomever they wanted to sing about and what it meant to them. So I woke up and went to bed 
listening to that. I mean, since I was like three or four years old, I mean, you know, so, and then Whitney, when she became, you know, Dion as well. I mean, so uh, her, her mother, I mean, so it's, it's, a, it's a multitude of just talent of gifts and personalities that you had to deal with. <laughs> uh, the, the drinking singers and uh, the family uh, all together. Um, but uh, it was just amazing. And sometimes, you know, it was, um, I guess it went over my head sometimes. You know, I, I wasn't, I, I was, I've always been a modest kind of person. Always okay. very modest and very, you know, just careful about how I treated the other people and, uh, and what things I, I can, you couldn't believe some of the things I would tell you when I was growing up in high school, grammar school, what would happen in my household. I couldn't tell people that because they wouldn't believe it. <laughs> they wouldn't I wouldn't have believe. believed it. Yeah, they wouldn't believe it. So, I, you know, I, I kept it to myself and uh, I was pretty much a loner, uh, you know, and I was on my own a lot, you know, but, but I watched and I paid attention and I knew I had a gift, uh, you know, it, musically and sports wise, you know, so. And um, so I, I learned from the best, man. I learned from the best in both aspects of the of the of the uh, you know spectrum, musically and sports-wise, because I had a, um, mentors in, on both sides, you know. So, who who were your sports um, mentors? It's amazing you say that. Um, Dion's brother, who died, God rest his soul, um, Mansell Warwick. Um, I was young, and he taught me how to swim. He taught me how to play baseball. He told me how to play basketball. He was a great football player. He, he died in a car crash, you know, uh, very young, brand new car in, in, on 280 in New Jersey. Wow. And, uh, and that he took, God took him away from me, you know, at that particular time. But then God gave me another, somebody else, which is my other brother, my mother's brothers, my mother's sister's sons, Kenny and Gregory. And uh, they were, I mean, he played for Seton Hall. He was a Point guard for Seton Hall, and I followed. I went to his games every time he played, and I, I was nine, ten years old, and and I watched him, and he just taught me how to how to be, you know, competent, how to be, you know, just uh, the, the 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 talent that he had. I watched him. I wanted to be just like him, and I wanted to be just like Walt Frazier when I was watching the Knicks. All right. I, you know, I model you know model my my game after after those two. So, and they so, taught, me, taught me a lot. So tell me, tell me if you can, if you can recall what this felt. Holland and uh, Hamilton with four team afraid to foul. has been a winner for all his 65 years. Though much of the nation's sports world only began to tournament to determine the national champion. It was an emotional moment. How do you feel, Ray? I feel great. Uh, that was uh, one of the biggest highlights of my life at that time because when I first got to DePaul, uh, they weren't playing black players. So I, mm. uh, they weren't playing. I was a freshman. I wanted to leave and go to Seton Hall to go to Rutgers. But they didn't recruit me when I first came out of high school. But they wanted me after I got to the NCAA my first and second year. And so I went to Ray Meyer and I told Ray, I said, listen, you want to win, you got to stop playing. So that game right there, was uh, the game that led us into the final four. Ray had never, Ray Meyer had never been to the final four. Mm. So I told him, I said, if you want to win, you better play it. So we, we, we went to UCLA, uh, underdogs, you know, in Pauley Pavilion. They had seven, eight All-Americans. 
I went to a party before the game. I said, listen, y'all, we didn't fly. We didn't fly. I told it to you. I said, we didn't fly all this way to, to just compete. Mm-hmm. We didn't fly all this distance to just go through the motions. I told them before, and I left the party after that. I said, y'all better be ready to play when we come. In UCLA, at Parkville, their home court, we won. We beat them to go to the final. We were up by like 17 this uh, first mm-hmm. half. And then we won by four. They came back. I mean, you always it's just the nature of the game. But uh, that felt uh, for Ray Meyer and for the five guys that we had. They called us the men of skill. Mm. And five guys, brothers at that. And uh, we went out there and won and went to the final four. And and even today, it kind of uh, haunts me because we're supposed to play against Larry Bird. And we lost by two against Larry Bird. Wow. Yeah, I say, but I was supposed to take the shot, and I, I passed it to Mark team player. He missed it. But I, if I hadn't made it, we'd have beat them. Mm. So it's still haunting me to this day. But I still have those memories. I watch those games. And, and I can explain um, play by play, bit by bit, step by step, everything that I was feeling uh, on that day. Wow. And what, where it led to, you know. But you had you had hands too, Gary, not just for basketball, but for football too. Uh, yeah, Taylor, but I was... Uh, Listen, I, I, as far as football <laughs> concerned, I hated to get hit when somebody, you're not, you, you don't know when you're going to get hit. Somebody's hitting you, you don't see them coming. So <laughs> I, I played for a high school freshman football. We were eight, we were nine and no, unscored upon, but they called me the vacationer because I came to practice when I wanted to. Oh. And they the team, you know, I a few games, but I wasn't about getting hit, you know, bull in the ring and people hitting you. I and mean, we had big guys, 250, 270 as a freshman in high school. And they were too big for me. I like contact. You know, I like the contact sport, but I don't like football. Football is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it's very brutal. I mean, you know, as you, you can tell, some people, you know, they're paralyzed. There's a lot of different situations. I've seen a lot of different scenarios where people have gotten really hurt. And, uh, I mean, you know, you get hurt in, in all sports. But football, you know, it's, uh, it's just not my – it wasn't my cup of tea, you know. So I, I, I love the game. I'm going to have to ask you, what, what's your, who's your team? since this is uh, the end of football season. Uh-oh, tread lightly. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, you, you're a Bucks fan. I'm, I, a Tom, I'm a Tom Brady's man, fan. Oh, you're a bro- oh. Tom Brady's man because he is the epitome of what – it's not about his, 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 his uh, NFL uh, Super Bowl championships. It's about in the last two minutes of the game, if they're down six or five and he's got the ball, they're gonna win. That sounds like Eli Manning, but okay, yeah. All right, so um, <laughs> like Peyton Manning, not Eli, but Peyton. I, I don't know, Eli Brady. Uh-uh. Okay, all right, you're right, you're right. He got no, the he got more rings. Eli, no you, you, you know what? You, you right. You no, right. You, you, you right. need to know that I'm right. No, I, I I'm saying you're right because you are what your record says you are. Is that what the man said, right? That's what he said. That's what he and said. and Brady got the rings. He got the rings. Hmm. <laughs> don't be surprised if they don't do it this year again. I mean, I, I look, I, look I like the I like the Cardinals. I like I like you know the brothers playing the quarterback the Cardinals. You know, I like yeah I like, yeah. Cowboys. I like. But them. you but you know what about Brady? Honestly, my honest opinion is I was not really one hundred percent sold on him until he went to the Bucks and won again. When he left New England, 
right. and did the same thing, then I was with, like, okay, you you can't then you you can't you can't deny it. Right, I'm still not taste. a fan, but I I can yeah. admit that the man is he's a great is a, is Bell, a great football player. Bell, Jack, they, they left under really uh you know crazy conditions in yeah. terms of leaving and uh, so he said, oh that's the way you feel. So he went to Panama. He said, I'm gonna show you. Brought his his uh, tight end with him, you know, Gronkowski or whatever. Right, name. right, Gronk. And uh, listen. Yep, yep. It, that's an amazing. That also is an amazing duo. No question. No question. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe I'm getting an opportunity to speak football with um, pigskins with um, uh, Gary <laughs> Houston. You know, I, I feel like I've made it. I've, You're a giant fan, though. I, I, oh, I, big time. I, heard, I think I heard that. Yeah, yeah I am. I am. And I'm suffering you, for you, it. That's you, okay. You, I'm suffering for it. Big time. <laughs> You're stuffing big time. Yeah, it's, it's all it right. It, it's you know, it. but I bleed blue, and I'm loyal, and that's and nothing, it. Nothing wrong with that. I, it's loyalty. I come from that. I come from that kind of uh, uh, grounding and that foundation to you know my mother and my sister, and my wife. You know, and so I mean, you know, do you Are listen? All Giants fans? Huh? Are they all Giants fans? I'm being being loyal. Yes, oh, loyalty. Having, having a loyal heart, a loyal soul. A loyal spirit. I mean, that's where I come from. You know, what I mean? so I've learned and grown in that, as far as being loyal to something that really means something to you. Right. I had to learn that the hard way, but I learned it. Mm. Now, now, Gary, that's a lot of women you just named. You come from a family of a lot of alpha women. Strong. Yes. Yes. What was that like growing up? Oh, it was intimidating. <laughs> it was intimidating because. You're talking about Shaka. See, I knew Shaka when she was in Chicago. I went to school in Chicago, so I knew her before she came. Became Shaka. See, I knew her, I knew her family, and I was hanging. I saw her out there. I mean, I read, I want to go into it, but Shaka came a long way. So being strong, she's one of the strong great ones too. But my mother and my, my her sisters and my sister and uh, now, I mean, even coming into the fold of my wife's family. I mean, no. I mean, I, I came from that. Then I, I, I married into it. I mean, some strong women. Strong. Shout out to to Miss Patricia, Mrs. Patricia oh, it's crazy. Houston. It's crazy. We love, love, love you, Miss oh, Houston. Uh, Mrs. Um, Houston. To say the least, um, uh, it wasn't. She saved my life. She saved my life mm. because of the love and the dedication and the commitment she had to our marriage and. and it, and to, what are you talking about, Patricia? <laughs> Hi. So she's so controlling sometimes. <laughs> say hi. Come say hi. Say hi. Come say hi. Come on, come on. You know you can come in here. You know, you can come say hi. <laughs> hey. 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 Running errands, and I just, I just got back in, and and uh, here he is. Aww. 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 And here she is. <laughs> Aww. 
I don't, I don't really like all that, but but but. <laughs> oh, we love it. I, I love it. it. But I embrace it. You're a Libra, Gary. I'm yeah. a Libra. That's right. I'm a real Libra. Yeah, yes. Libra. Not yes. a Libra, but a October Libra. That's right. You're the day after mine, okay? Mm-hmm. And your mother's a Libra, okay? Yes. So. And what about your wife? What is her sign? Uh, she's an Aries. She's a oh, that's that fire. You went Aries. for the fire. You went straight April, for the fire. Aries, Aries. Actually, he went, he went for the balance, too, because uh, Aries balance. and Libras are opposite. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm a little under the weather, but we're totally different. Mm-hmm. Opposite. I mean, totally. But yet we, we, we want the same things. You know, it, it, we make, make express it differently. You know, we come from two different worlds. It's funny because we're thinking about writing a book together. So she played basketball. I played basketball. So I'm going to say the title of the, the, the book is going to be, her number was 31, mine was 24. I-31 meets I-24. There's no there's no reality of, of that being in this state anywhere in the world. But we mm. can it somehow or another, make it, make it uh, you know, come to fruition. You know? I love it. Somehow. I love it. Gary, I want to talk about about your singing. Mm. You know, because you you recently came off tour, did you not? For a series of shows. A series of shows in Vegas, yeah, at the Harry right. on uh, Whitney's uh, hologram, yeah, yeah. Right, right. What was that like? It's I good. haven't seen it yet. It's going. That's right. It's going beautiful, Therese. It's really going well. Um, it's not even about me. It's about it, it brings back a lot of memories uh, about me and Whitney performing on stage. She's I'm the only male that she wanted to do live performances with, which is really a privilege, uh, you know, special. Um, not just because I was a brother. She told me one day, she said, if you was a girl, because I wouldn't have to sing so much. I wouldn't have to do shows, especially when I was singing on a mm-hmm. basis. She said, "You, I just let you do my show, and, you know, we, I'd be fine. I'd sit back and just relax. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, singing to me has been, it was secondary to basketball, for one thing. So I just, you know, I took it serious and I didn't take it serious. I took it serious. So, but then finally I said, you know, I like to sing for myself. So I'm learning, I'm learning more about how it affects people the impact it has on people. Uh, the shows that I'm doing in Vegas, you know, people are giving me standing ovations. I'm loving that. And, but I'm, 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 I'm dedicating all this to God, man, because God put me in this place. He, he created the opportunities that, that I'm getting, that I, I'm receiving. So I'm, I'm singing it for the glory of him. I really am because I remember my sister, you know, and how all the turmoil, dysfunction, all the different things that they went, you go through, she still came out there on stage and delivered. I mean, I don't care under any conditions. And that, that's amazing to me. My mother also did. I saw that, you know, long, when I was a kid, I saw that all these life, changing situations, the challenges that people go through in life, trying to keep their kids together, trying to keep their marriage, trying to keep their jobs, trying to keep their health, trying to keep everything in place and still go out and, 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 and sing for people that they don't know, <laughs> I mean, and, and just captivate them. Yes, and, 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 and God bless her soul, but she is from the school where singers were singing. There wasn't a lot of smoke and mirrors behind Whitney's performances. If you were on stage with her or you were listening to her, she came out and sang. Now, many of y'all can't get through a song trying to impersonate it on the radio. 
Okay, I will always love you on the radio. You can't even get through it. Can you imagine having all those type of songs, 17 and 18 in a set for a night's performance and having to sing that night after night after night, 17 to 18 different songs in your repertoire, big blockbuster songs. Can you imagine what Whitney and her back supportive vocalists were doing every night? Do y'all know what kind of work that is? To, to give out every night? All I can tell you is that that's somebody that's somebody that I that I knew that loved to sing, excuse me, that loved to sing. Somebody that all she wanted to do was sing. Because that's what my mother, that's how we saw singing in New York at Sweetwaters, at McHale's, at Bottom Line, at certain parts by in church. That's how we Grew up, and my mother, you, 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 you talk about the situation. My mother was, she would embarrass you. If you didn't want, if you came in, I did a session with her at one time, and I came in and did a session with her, and uh, she said, if you don't want to sing, you can't do it. Go sit down, right in front of everybody. I was so, I mean, I was so embarrassed because I really wanted to sing, but I was so in awe of just being in the studio when I was 15 years old, 16 years old. I had, I had to go and just sit on the side and just listen, you know, because I was embarrassed. She told me, she said, if you're not ready, then it's, it's okay. Go over there and sit down yeah, until, you, until you feel you're ready. And that's the kind of pressure, that's the kind of, uh, uh, you know, the passion she had for whatever she was doing. And if you're not ready for it, then uh, just go sit down until you're, you feel that you're ready. So that's what I was up against uh, growing up as, as a youngster. Uh, you know, even in basketball, it was the same thing with my mentors that I, you know, followed in my basketball years, uh, who taught me how to just, I was playing with 25-year-old old, old, old guys when I was 15 years old. So, mm. I, I mean, wow. basketball, I was learning how to really play, you know. Wow. Mm-hmm. How's mm-hmm. your mom doing now? My mom is, she's healthy. She, you know, the dementia is setting in, you know, slowly, but, you know, she's declining, but she's, she, she's in and out. You know, me and my wife went up there doing Christmas holiday. We saw her the day we went up there. She, she was, wasn't so good. Next we went back, we were singing songs, and she came to life, just like I was a little kid again. I, and that's all I ever wanted her, wanted to see again, you know, wanted to experience again that I knew that she knew that I was all right. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew, I knew she, I, she, she knew that I was all right in life and in my marriage and in my personal life and, and just in, in life uh, itself, you know, so... You know, I got that really good uh, response from her. She said, yeah. no. she looked at me and said, yeah, I know you're all right now. Nice. What a blessing. Nice, nice. What a blessing. Oh, well. you, have, you have sung a lot of um, supportive vocals for a lot of artists. Can you share some of the audience? Because I don't think our audience, and just so you know, we have a, a, a live chat audience that's to the right of your screen, of yes. your comments. Mm-hmm. And when you and they have a whole lot of questions that we see going up, and you know, just or comments that they see go with, going up. And one of the comments is, uh, "Elvis admired Sissy." Mm. You know, Burn. and Burn. I remember, you know, her doing supportive vocals for Elvis. You know, and quite a few others. Who are some of the folk that you have sung outside of the, you know, the greatest? You know, to me, Whitney's the greatest, but you know. Well, speaking about uh, Elvis and the Sweet Inspirations, because that's whose background Elvis, the Sweet Inspirations, they were a uh, group uh, within itself. 
um, they were like, you talk about the emotions, or you talk about Martha Reason about Dallas, we talk about all the Shirelles, whoever. The sweetest races were top of the line at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Bowie, same background for him. Mm. God rest his soul. Uh, Luther, Chaka, too, as well. Um, I was always in the studio. Um, uh, if I wasn't playing ball, you know, uh, which most of the time I was, uh, my sister, I was in the studio watching my sister do background work with my mother because that's what she wanted to do. I didn't want to sing. <laughs> I didn't want to sing because it was so much pressure. My mother put so much pressure on me. Till I'm out of the hall, I sang with her at 15 years old. I sang, everything must change. Mm. Uh, everything must change. You know, and um, mm. I was shaking from, from, from my waist down and and then she just looked at me and get, you know, in her eyes, I can feel the confidence and feel the encouragement. And I got through it. But um, I, I, it's, it's amazing because, uh, you know, Aretha Franklin, we, you know, we, you know, we, we had different, different times with singing her, you know, she was around when I was a young sister. I, I kind of Dion, you know what I mean? So I got a lot of experience uh, singing with people and, um, have tried to, to to believe that I had the confidence to do the things that they wanted me to do, but uh, and uh, it kind of worked out. You know, it kind of worked out. I got a little piece of it, um, <laughs> a little piece of it, gradually, step by step, but not like Whitney did. You know, Whitney was always always singing, and I was playing ball, so that's why you know basketball was my first love. And in seventh grade, I knew I was going to the NBA. Okay. I mean, I was my playing ball in, 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 in the gymnasium by myself, and I stopped. I said, whoa. I said, I'm going to the NBA. Seventh grade, mind you. And it was, wow. it, it happened. You know, it didn't last too long. I didn't last long, and it didn't, I had a long career, but I made it out of millions of people. Right. Millions of, millions of players all over the country. So, uh, but uh, it worked itself out, and I majored in music in school, and that's what I fell back on. So, and it worked out even better. Checker, yeah. I don't know what that sounds like to you in your head when you yeah. say it, Gary, but I went to the NBA. At seven years old, I said, I'm going to the NBA. Tenth grade, tenth grade. Tenth grade. So you actually did that. You know, talk yep. about speak life into, speak it into existence. And then he said he just happened to fall back on music, singing for one of the world's biggest artists. And the world. That, yeah, that caused you for a second. Yeah. To know how beautiful and how gifted and how and blessed, blessed you yeah. were in that experience. Just a moment of silence for that experience. Yes, let's, you know. let's, let's do that because it's very important. And, 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 and think about God. I think about God when I have a moment of silence because that's, it, that passes, it's, that gives me peace that passes all the understanding of, of anything that I've experienced in my life. When I think about the reality of, of God and how my family has brought me up in church and how they had faith and, and joy, and, 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 you know, no matter what was going on in their lives. I mean, you know, disparity, despair, dis, you know, dysfunction, anything that took place, death, it doesn't matter. We still managed to come together and, uh, and um, put our personalities aside and, you know, our egos aside, you know, false sense of control because, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, you know, we have, uh, 
you know, the only thing that we we can we can I heard, I was re- I'm reading this book uh, on Maurice White and he said the most there's one corner of the world that we have control of that we can improve on and that is yourself. Mm. So, you know, one corner of the world that we can really improve on, which is valuable, which is the most valuable possession that we can have, and that's improving on yourself. You know. Right, right. Gary, you. I'm I'm sorry. Just to go back to the basketball for a second, because that that it sounds like that was sort of not only a love of yours, but a refuge. Mm, Yes. To get away from the pressures of having to say, "Oh, I can do this." Yeah, big time, big time. Because I say, well, you know, uh, when I got drafted first round in, in, in Denver, you know, I, I thought about it, man. Like, wow, most of my family, they sing. You know, growing up being in Vegas when I was a youngster with Dion, watching her sing, she was a very instrumental too as well in my, you know, my uh, development of confidence and just, you know, talent and things as my mother was, as Whitney was. I mean, in terms of just me having, knowing that I had the ability to at least uh, compete, you know, and singing with them, you had to, you had to have some sense of, of, of uh, confidence, uh, of, of understanding about, you know, where you, where you fit in, you know, so you get in where you fit in. So, and they, they opened up the doors for me, you know, they opened up the doors of, um, my mother, if, you, if my mother could speak and tell you her version, her story, she'd tell you I was better than Whitney at that time. That's and that's what she. That's the kind of what she instilled in me. You know what I mean? Like, wow, you see, you see what you were, you were. You know, she couldn't hold the camera to you when you were coming up as she, at, at her age. If you had a consistently sang the way she sang, as much as she sang, like you played basketball, it would have been something else. Who knows? But all I'm saying is I'm just thankful for the for the whole gamut, you know, of just experience with uh, the people that God has, uh, you know, put in my life or, or me and me being in their lives, however you want to put it, you know. So it was just very, uh, very valuable and very, very, very appreciative, you know. And the College Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, basketball. come on now. Come on, son. You, you know. <laughs> and be grateful and embrace those uh, simple things. I'm, I'm, I make a big deal out of the little things now. Here, here's what I'm thinking. You know, this is my, here's what I'm thinking, Gary. I'm thinking that you're talking about Dion, you're talking about Didi, you're talking about your mother and, the, and her sisters, and you're talking about Whitney, and even second generation Gary Michael mm. also performed. Mm. So I'm thinking, and I'm thinking that somebody needs to tie all of this together because there are seldom like we, we got family dynasties jacksons and, and you know um other family dynasties the silvers as, as javon and then you know but y'all had another family dynasty you know from cousins to uncles nephews brothers sisters i think that somewhere along the line somebody needs to tell that story mm. All of this talent came out of one family, and you all had independent success. Mm-hmm. And then bring it to the second generation, because you know you got Gary Michael that's doing some amazing stuff too. You know, I've got a daughter that can play the piano. They used to play. I'm trying to get it back into my daughter, and she doesn't mm-hmm. even realize these things. But my Pat, 
always mentioned, she's always, this is her word verbatim, she says, you come from a family of royals. This is what she says, and I'm still trying to trying to taste that and trying to to understand that too as well, even though it, it's it's there and I can think back and I can, you know, grab this and grab that and get a hold of but it's, it's just weird to see when she says that. These are not common. These are not common exchanges you can talk about. These are not common exchanges you are connected to, and, and, and through bloodline, and and even through connection and friendships, there are a lot of great folk, you know, that that change the world with the way we feel, think, and and have heard music. You know, I, I remember the first time when I when I heard Luther sing. It wasn't it wasn't he wasn't Luther Vandross yet. You know, he he was he was doing background vocals in a garage in the Bronx. You know what I mean? Which changed. And let me, and let me uh, sorry to get you up, but you know he he became a, an artist, a solo artist. Sissy Houston told him, "Listen, you need to go solo," and he didn't want to. And when she told him that, that's when he made his move. God's God's my witness. She told him. She gave him the encouragement to do that. And when he she told him that. He believed it, he trusted it, and look at what, you know. Yeah, thank God. Thank God he did, because look what he left us with. Oh, my gosh, amazing. Yeah, Pop, I think you need to kind of lasso that in with the the drinker dynasty, um, because there's something in that water, you know, that they all drank. And I think that that'd be an amazing gift of of art itself to embody a piece where we can all learn and and it'd be great for your generations even after you for Raina for Gary Michael for whoever else down that you know um that comes they need to know where they came from their musical legacy and all parts of it moving you know right. not just not just what you hear independently cuz everybody had an independent PR person but if you tie all of this in from being one family that brings it into something different you know, yeah, there 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 needs to there needs to be something um, documented, yeah. um, and it needs to be something visual because this generation and as we go forward, um, people barely read, but there needs to be a book, there needs to be a biopic, a biopic, there needs to there, this needs to be heard, and we were talking earlier about reparations being telling the truth and how. Um, there are some factions of our society that want to whitewash um, our history. Your mm-hmm. family is um, a very, very important part of our cultural history. Our, our history is the best kept secret in the, in the, in the world. Exactly. I mean, really, so, but I share that the sentiments with you all, too, um, I mean the the camaraderie and the spirit that you bring to this show, you know, and and being connected. With, I'm telling you, Ulysses Carter, I I I, I respect and love him so much. As I, call, do we. I also, like I said, I call him the reason for the season, and and then you know God on top of that. But but I like I call him the prowler. He's the only the guy that has the key to my house. I would trust him with my wife, with my daughter, with myself. You know what I mean? And then. To be connected with you all, I call you the dynamic duo, and that's what you bring to the table. I, oh, thank you. When I, I saw the interview with my my wife, and I said, I gotta do that. I, want to, <laughs> I, want to, yeah, I ain't no celebrity, but I just want to be. Just put me on there, just you know, just to act a fool or whatever it may be, you know. Oh, or to be. Oh, well, we needed to, you needed to know how you are celebrated, Gary, and, and you may not have been in the forefront, you know, in terms of the singing world, but we know who you. We we, we were from the liner notes crew. Bye, bye, bye. 
<laughs> no, no, no. We from the liner notes crew, yeah. so we we'll, we know when you how many tours you did, sir. Thanks. <laughs> so, so even even though, and I admit it, I I you know I'm not one to sit up here and and tell people, oh, I've always worshipped you. No, I, you know, I I just really humbly as I researched, you mm. know, realized how much you've done and how much I appreciate and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to show my appreciation for what you've done aside from who your sister was and who your mother is and your family and all that you know Gary you are a phenomenal man I take that in very very seriously it's very very special to me no my wife tells me that all the time and I still don't (laughs) I still don't grasp it like I really, you know, but I'm learning more, growing more into that, uh, understanding that uh, how privileged and how special uh, those are, that reality of knowing where I come from, the foundation and where it all began, you know, so I, you know, I give uh, give kudos to, you know, just being thankful. Yeah, I I look forward to, to, you know, seeing what else you're going to do because you, you are, you know, you're an amazing talent. And you know, any 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 thoughts about putting out your own? I'm, I'm music? going to. Me you know, I'm, I'm talking to my wife right now. We're trying to squeeze everything in. Everything in. We're, we're talking. I'm talking. To, I, I follow her lead. You know, because she's a go getter. Go she, get it, Pat. She's a mover and shaker, and she tells me certain things, and she, you know, exalts me as well as God does. That's the same level of spirit of love that she has for me. You know mm-hmm. my talent and where what it's really all about because she comes from the same kind of thing like i said there's an empowerment that goes along with that and there's a trust factor and there's a uh there's a, a motivation you know that i when i listen to her and she talks to me and because everything she's ever she's the girl that never let anything get in her way no matter what it was stop her mm-hmm. from doing what she wanted to do so if she can feel that way about herself and she feels that way about me i'm gonna listen i'm gonna pay attention to what's going on right now nice, uh, and just nice. Step up, step, and, you know bit by bit just i'm really in a, in a, in a, it's no ego thing it's just reality man you know so and it's the spirit that i that i want to hold on to you know uh, as long as i can you know Nice, I nice. It. I want to ask something about the the um the technical side of the hologram. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of what that felt like, you know, how was that performing with it? You know, um. Well, I'm not really performing with it. I see the show, and then I do a little. Uh, there's a little segment where I come in and sing one of her songs, "Where You Are," and okay. it, it, the song "Where You Are" is very, very relative to. You know, just where she is, her spirit, where we were, where we were singing on stage, um, where we come from, when it comes from growing up, you know, as kids, uh, watching uh, all this talent, you know, unfold in front of us. And so when I listen to her show, you know, it's it's phenomenal. I have to really kind of be careful because I get too emotional and I forget what I'm singing. I forget where I'm at sometimes because I get too involved in just the fact that even when she was singing live, I used to, you know, be background singing, and I forget, you know, the next, you know, thing I'm supposed to be singing because I'd be involved watching her sing. So I'm still that way even with the hologram, cognizant of what I'm doing because I will forget some of the things, the words of the song. I've sang that song quite a bit, and I forget it, you know, I just forget because I'm so emotionally involved thinking about her so much and missing her. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, when I put my head down, I'm watching the beginning of the show, and I, and I look up, I, I, I want to, I think she's there. I think she's just alive. That's how real the hologram is, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how that's how that's how much it brings to you know uh, the, the stage and she brings to the the spirit of the theater and so and, and the and the reaction from the people is amazing you know I, uh, the last show i did a, a girl was sitting next to her she was bawling crying so hard she said she said her music just gets into your bones it gets into your bones into your your blood into your and i just i was just listening i you know, I, I was you know it just made me nervous i started shaking myself because I felt the same way. Never, her, her music never stops giving. Mm-hmm. Never, 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 never. And I don't say that because she's my sister. I say that because I'm a music lover. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan. I'm just a music lover. You know, uh, I don't believe in Tanet. I believe in, if you love music like you love Shaka, you know, and you love Luther, I mean, that's how I feel about Whitney, too, as well. Yes. Your, your sister, Gary, was one of the most amazing voices of our time. Mm-hmm. Period. Of our time. And I know she was just nippy to you. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, ma'am. But she was the most amazing voice of our time. I do not understand if you know, because, you know, again, like she's your sister. That's who you knew her as, you know. But well, for us, she was the amazing voice of our time. Well, let me tell you how I know. Not even with the music that she she made on on CDs or records. It's when we were just sitting on the porch or in the car in the house, and me and her was just singing, you know, songs together. That's how amazing she was to me. Those are the times that I remember how special and how gifted and how loving and how how close, you know, our, 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 that, that, that relationship was in terms of where we, the foundation, where we got it from, where our family, you know, uh, the family ties and the whole, whole thing, the whole gambit of just music, being musically inclined, you know. So those are the times when I remember when I used to see her in the basement at three years old with my mother's wig on and my heels <laughs> on, you know, with a broom in her hand or, or a brush in her hand singing and, no, and by herself. And mm. at three years old, who knew that she would turn and Nippy would turn into Whitney Houston? Mm. Thank you mm. so much for sharing that. I was, I was getting ready to ask you to um, share something with us that we didn't know, but I think you just did. <laughs> That was amazing. Nice, nice. She is so still loved. And Let me tell you another story. Her first album, um, we were in East Orange, New Jersey, and she had finished the album. She came home. I was sitting in front. I went and picked her up. Got home. She didn't play anything. We got home and sat in front of the house. It was raining. So she played the whole album of her first album, You Give Good Love. I named nine hits. She was telling me, yeah, come on, stop. Stop pulling my stop busting. Come, stop it. Come on. Don't you know nine hits came on that song? And that album. <laughs> that was that was the beginning. And that song that, that album still is in rotation. It is one of our classics. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. Right Absolutely. now we want to play our favorite game with you, Gary. I think you know what it is. I got an idea. I got an idea. You got an idea? Rapid <laughs> fire five. Five words each, Terezi. You will start, yeah. Terezi Pooh. Yes. Okay. So, Gary, you know a little bit about the game, but let me just say it again for the audience who is listening. This is a game called Rapid Fire. It is a word association game. So how it works is that I'll say a word, 
and then you say what immediately comes to mind. There's no wrong answer. It's only what immediately comes to mind. I'll go first, and Javonna goes second. And it's like a peek behind the veil of Gary Houston. Because you don't know what's coming. Nope. So let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. First word, God. First in my life. Second word, family. Um, Pat Houston and Rhea Houston. Third word, love. Um, wow, love is uh, God. God is the love. No one loves me like he does. Fourth word, talent. Talent. Expression. And my fifth word is nippy. Princess. Princess. Javon, you up next. Thank you. Okay. So my first word is church. Church. Foundation. Second word, spirituality. Spirituality. Um, wow. Um, heart. Mm. Third word, music. Music. Um, uh, music is universal. Fourth word, basketball. Basketball. Um, togetherness. And my fifth word, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan is one of a kind. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Gary, of course we have to ask you for drop for our show. We're going to ask for two, if that's okay. But before we do that, um, can you tell everyone how they can follow you, reach you, um, the hologram show, you know, all the information about what's going on and what you want people to know about? Well, back to the beginning, you can you can reach me through Ulysses Carter and, or Pat Houston, one or the other. They well, they know everything about me. They know where I'm at. They know what I'm doing, what I'm not doing. Ulysses Carter and his information and my wife's information, uh, nippypat at AOL.com, I guess. Uh, so, you know, those that's one, one place, two places that you can, you know, find out more about me. Social media, yeah, that kind of thing. Ulysses Carter and Pat Houston. You are such a Libra. You're such a Libra, Gary. I love it. <laughs> You're such a Libra. I love it. And, and let us say aging backwards, too. Because you yes. look damn good, man. Uh, very handsome man. Very handsome man. Thank you. I, I meant to shave today because, uh, you know, I wanted to, you know, uh, I like it. My wife doesn't like the gray, of, uh, you know, pepper, gray, salt and pepper. But I like it, you know. And, uh, you know, I, have, I, I need Woo! to get it in the paper, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> 
Looking groovy. Looking good, man. You looking, looking good, man. I, I dig it. I dig it. My wife calls me Dark Gable, you know. <laughs> she ain't lying. She ain't lying. <laughs> it's a pleasure. It really is to uh, be on this panel with you, uh, to uh, the dynamic duo, which I call you. Ulysses was right about you all. I had to experience it for myself. And I Aww. had firsthand, you know, firsthand experience. And it was just, it was, it was loving. It was very pleasurable. It was very warm, very kind. It was very compassionate, and uh, I, I heard you all. So, and 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 I thought I said no, it's just not a not a myth. This is this is real. So, Aww, thank thank you. You. Go, this thing is going to go big. I hope y'all have your own own show. You talking about me having my own album? I hope you all have your own show. Period. <laughs> I mean, on real live on real live TV. You know what I mean? Not not this. Stuff like that, but even though it, this is valuable too, I really want the value out of this. But I know that this is going to be something that's going to to, to grow even bigger than what it is now. From your know. mouth to God's ears. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But don't forget, we need those drops, Gary, because we want to have you be able to play. Because we have a 24-hour radio station. What are drops? Right. So basically, you'll just um, say for us, "Hi." Huh. You'll you'll say for us, hi, I'm Gary Houston, and you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. Okay, That's sir. the first drop, and the other one will be do um, one at a time, Jay. Do one at a time. Yeah, we'll do one at a time, but the other one will will be about um, watching um, in the basement with Javon and Therese. So okay, so so yeah. So the first one, we'll do hi. This is Gary Houston, and you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. Hi, this is Gary Houston, and you're listening to WJBR Radio Internet. That's perfect, perfect. And um, the second one is, hi, this is Gary Houston, and you're watching in the no, we're going to change that. Okay. Hi, this is Gary Houston, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Hi, this is Gary Houston, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah, nice. <laughs> That's a smoker nice. right there. Nice. Uh, you you are just a bomb. You are just a bomb. I'm so grateful. And I feel blessed um, to have this, to have had this opportunity. And I really hope that you come back. And I hope Pat comes back. I know you're listening, Mrs. Houston. So, you know, whenever y'all ready to come back, please, please, please just tell Pop, okay, no, we want to be on the show. We don't have to come back. We're already there. We're already there. How about that? We're already there, no matter what. Especially you, this, he lives in my house, though. Whenever, <laughs> whenever he sounds the trumpet, whenever he makes it happen, I mean, and here she comes to let you know that this is actually true. We are already there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'll be back whenever you, whenever you want. Nice. Ooh. Exactly. Ooh. You do? Oh, I can't get you, well, you, you got to move, move <laughs> up like you're going to give him a kiss or something. Move this way. Move this, move this way. <laughs> there you go. I'm trying to complain with my baby. That's heavy. Woo, yeah. You two are now, adorable. Now, that's what we're talking about. That's, <laughs> now, lean, now lean your face. There, there we perfect. go. He better be nice this date night. He'll miss it. 
Uh-oh. Oh, you don't want to miss it, Mr. Houston. I don't want no rain check. <laughs> I want no rain check, guys. Yo, nice. y'all, y'all look so beautiful. How have you been, Pat? We we haven't spoken to you in a minute. How, how have you been? <laughs> you know, really, really exhausted. You know, we just wrapped up the film. Um, I want to dance with somebody. Oh. And, of course, uh, you know, the hologram is happening. Um, I have invited everyone to come out in April for a special um, event. It's my birthday for 18, so I'm hosting um, a special event in Vegas. Um, I'm inviting everyone that wants to come out. If you need a ticket, just let me know. Um, it's going to be a spectacular uh, weekend, and the hologram is really, really special. You know what I'm saying? It's great, you know, to see Gary on stage with the hologram. You know, it's it's almost like it's her um, show. You know, she's performing for 30 years, Gary always did a song um, on stage with, you know, during her tours and performances. And that's, you know, how we are, are, are keeping the flow um, with the legacy. But uh, it's very, very special. And um, you guys should just really get out there and see it because it's all about the music and uh, live music, some that, you know, you've never heard before. And um, it's really amazing. And if it wasn't for her, with the people that she works with and people believe in what she, you know, her, her, her feeling about Whitney and her love for Whitney and, and her relationship with Whitney, this would never be what it really is and what it's going to be and what it can be. And, and, and the effect that it's having, the impact it's having on people, it's amazing. I can imagine. I, I just don't want to be in tears on the floor, but I'm coming. Well, you might as well. You, know you might as well be that, ready. That, 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 when you hear that voice, um, I mean, I'm telling you, it's, it's uh, words cannot describe the emotion and the feeling because it really is all about um, the music mm-hmm. and, um, you know, everybody celebrating her music um, within a, a, a close environment. You know, I have to say that um, it's something that Whitney always wanted. You know, one of the, one of the <clears throat> last conversations that we had was about an evening with Whitney mm. in North America. And um, this is her show, An Evening with Whitney in North America. And um, I'm very happy um, to make it happen in, a, in her honor. And that's all it's about. I know a lot of people think it's a, about making money. and No, 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 no. It's all about... Um, Continuous like, legacy. Yeah, that's all it's about. And, and for all the fans that have come to see the... Hologram have been there. They could yeah. tell you the same thing. It's just amazing. How you feel about Chaka and how she feels about Luther, that's how she feels about Whitney. That's how we feel about Whitney. Yes, yes. It's, it's I'm on, simple. Yes, I'm on the, I'm on the, 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 the bus with uh, Nip, too, because it is, um, I, I miss her. Yeah. Period. It, you know what? Regardless, there's, there's a special place in our hearts. I think in all of our hearts. Um, <laughs> For for us, for someone like me who did not know her personally, I never had the honor and the pleasure to meet her personally. She was like a sister friend in my head and in my heart. She was ours. You understand? Like we we're close in age, and I remember when she first came out, we were so proud of her. She was beautiful, and she was repping us. Now I'm from the Bronx. She was from Jersey. You know. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, Newark. Newark, yeah, right. That's the Bronx of New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, so for me, she was like a sister friend. You know what I'm saying? Just like I, I did this tribute to Sidney Poitier because he was like this grand uncle relative in my – I look, y'all related to me too in my head. I, you know, that's just <laughs> who I am, but – I just want y'all to know that we love, love Whitney and any little extra piece of her that we can get, any little extra snippet, oh, what a blessing. Well, Ulysses and Nippy were born on the same day. Yep. So you know what? You got you got a, you got a handful right there. Cause he, he reminds me of Nippy sometimes. I'll be like, <laughs> boy, you better get out of here. You know I, mean? I, I have to treat him like, you know, I, I mean, just like I treated her sometimes in his personality, you know, and I, I sense it and I feel it. Thank you. I experience it sometimes. I mean, you, you, I'm not kidding you, just like her. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. So y'all got a good director right there because he knows, he knows what he wants. He knows what he wants to do, you know what I mean? And that's just the way it's going to be, you know what I mean? Simple mm-hmm. as that. Well, you know what? Um, the weekend of February 11th, Gary <laughs> will be performing uh, February, I believe, 11th, 12th, and 13th. Um, in honor of Whitney um, that weekend, and also in April. I see someone had asked about the dates again. Um, she passed, yeah. Yeah, uh, February, the weekend of February 11th, and then also um, the weekend of April 15th through the 18th. Okay. April 15th through the 18th. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to keep posting stuff on our website, too, for it, um, just so that folks can be reminded off the show, too, because this show stretches. We Our biggest audience to date is Taiwan, right? Yeah, right now, we yes. Wow. Yeah, we have an international reach. Wow. Well, you guys have an, an, an open invitation for, uh, you know, for especially the weekend of February 11th, because I They're going to be busy. They're going to be too busy. <sighs> Interviewing people. Don't worry about that. We yeah. can do it on the road. That's the brilliant part about this show. You exactly. can be on the road with it. Exactly. It's it, it, it is. It is not about. It is not about. If I don't travel, it is more about my agoraphobia mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about um, anything I have to do here. Um, we could take this on the road. I, I I just don't leave the basement out of insanity. My own. My own personal. Crazy. Uh, I know one thing. If you don't show up, y'all gonna be missing something. Very I'll be there. I'll definitely be there. Reza def- which yet. Yeah. Res will definitely be there and I will make an effort. I promise right. that. I can say that. We we can go live from wherever I am, so it doesn't matter. Yes. The show well, it was my fun. pleasure. It was my pleasure. Our pleasure. Absolutely. Well thank you so much. Thank you so very much, both of the you. Dynamic duo. <laughs> Well, back at you. That's right. Back at you for you and Pat, the dynamic duo. Well, thank you for keeping the legacy alive. Pat, you know, I know that you shepherd a lot of this stuff. Thank you for keeping the legacy alive. I'm, I'm happy to see one of us behind the legacy of one of us. You know, that's equally as important. And How Gary, thank that? you for your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you, too. Thank you both. Thank Bless you. Time. And everybody, please stay safe. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and um, we'll see you again very soon. Yep. A child is born.
upon his giving. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor.
Silvercom, Bradley.